Go away from me. Get out of here. Be gone, Satan. It is written in the scriptures. You must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. He was just baptized. And a voice came from heaven and said he was the son of God. When the enemy identifies you and sees your great call, he's going to come after you. And he's going to present things in this realm for you to be so attracted to the splendor and bow down to him, even as a child of God. Paul is trying to make us see here that many of us call ourselves Christians, but we actually have chosen this offerings of Satan. All of this splendor, you talk with people and there's so much consummation on what to acquire on the earth. Acquire that on the earth. But are you forgetting that it's in having this mind of Christ, not exalting yourself above everybody else? Can you see that this is what makes you a highly placed person in the spirit realm? This is how the spirit realm operates. It is not by having a highly placed name and position on the earth. It is by having this mind of Christ. We don't want to have an authority that is only on the earth. The whole attitude of Jesus was to come and take a very lowly placed individual and persons from that debased position to an exalted position in the spirit. Your positioning in the spirit is what it's all about. To come into that relationship with Jesus that everything you work for, every desire of yours here on the earth is to build the kingdom of God. Is to make disciples of all men like Jesus Christ did. Is to move in power and to move in signs and wonders and see unbelievers come to Christ Jesus. That is the authority you carry as a child of God. So God begins to display you as his son and all these great things he has in store for you. But this is the time for you to be very careful not to jump to Satan's presentations because God has given you the honor to bear the name of Jesus. See, he came and took all of this, that flesh took all the consequences of sin. Can you imagine someone who has never sinned before now carrying the sin of all humanity? Carrying all the filthy garments of sin, of all humanity combined. That's a lot. I mean, one person's sin alone is a burden. How do you take all the sins of humanity and you don't even have the inclination towards sin? At least we do have inclination towards sin. There's no desire for sin. There's no seed of darkness in Jesus. His form and his makeup has nothing of darkness. That's why he would say, there is no darkness in me. And yet he would take on all the weight of darkness. We suffer consequences of our sinful actions sometimes. And it's not pretty. God, the son came to carry all of this. How heavy must this be? His body was badly bearing all of this. So when he was in Gethsemane, he was bearing all of this burden. It's a choice he made. And this is why I want to draw you guys to the spirit. How come Jesus was bearing the weight of our sins in Gethsemane before he actually experienced it? He was already crying blood. That cup of demonic wrath was brewing up and it was so heavy for Jesus. He could hardly bear it. And he's like, God, if you will, let this car pass away. This was before he was tortured. This was before his body was beaten and torn. 
This was before he was made to carry a cross and walk around with those bruises, before he was mocked, before he was betrayed, but he was already feeling it. Demonic oppression comes upon a people in the spirit. That's why you wonder why somebody is going through depression. You look at them and you're like, oh, but he was such a funny guy. But he was such a great celebrity. He had everything. He had a beautiful wife. What else was going on in his life? This realm of earth that we live in is controlled by the spirit realm. So if you're demonically oppressed, that weight is heavy. And even when people can't see it physically, the person going through it can sense it. Jesus Christ felt the weight of demonic wrath of all that sin and the consequences and the demonic beings attached to all of that. It was so heavy he couldn't bear it before he was physically beaten, before he was healed. So we never look at things at face value. Never picture yourself as somebody who is here to just amass things for yourself and think about yourself only and just the realm of your influence, you must think in kingdom terms. Jesus Christ would go through all of this so that by the time he acquires this name that is above every other name, you and I can bear it. Because now our flesh is in the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, there was no flesh represented in the Godhead. But he came and took on flesh so that he will ascend into heaven with flesh in the midst of the Godhead. So when he is given a name that is greater than every other name, and that that name every name is because all of flesh who will accept him and come into this union with him will bear that name. And when they call on the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And those of you who have gone through deliverance or have had to deliver somebody, you just know that when you call the name of Jesus, you see things begin to change. Those of you who have been oppressed in your sleep or even while you're dreaming, because I always say the sleep is when you're quiet. Your flesh is no longer busy and you are now aware of your spirit being very active. And so when you're being oppressed and you can't even breathe in your sleep and you can't even wake up or there's a dog biting you in your dream or you're feeling this ugliness come upon you, this heaviness, you feel something press upon you and you're finding it hard to jump up. You find that when you say the name of Jesus, that demon leaves. And then you wake up from your sleep. That suffocating spirit leaves you. And you wake up and then you're like, man, I almost died. Yes, you almost died. <laughs> so, this is to bring us to the reality. Your exalted position is in the bearing of that name. You want the powers that be to bow down because when they see you, they see Jesus Christ because you come under the blood. So Jesus will allow his blood to be spilled. Jesus will allow himself to be pierced, to be cursed out. But there has to be this union. There has to be this agreement. There has to be this determination to have this mind that is in Christ Jesus. 
for you to be exalted and sitting in that position with Jesus so that you can bear the name. Because we know in Acts chapter 19 from verse 13 to 17, I'm going to read it quickly about these guys. But some people also were traveling around and making evil spirits go out of people. And they tried to invoke the name of Jesus to force the evil spirits out. And they would say, by the name of Jesus that Paul speaks about, I adjure you, come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading Jewish priest, were doing this. So Sceva was a leading Jewish priest. See, the power you are coming into is not about an earthly position. Whether you have an earthly position, that's not what it's all about. The power you're coming into is the power of Jesus. It's not a physical name. Do not be attached to the physical name. I'm telling you, there are many great men of God. As I was doing this study, the Lord said that, you know, Jesus would still have so much power if he had bowed down to Satan, right? He would still have been very powerful if he had bowed down to Satan and taken all that splendor. He said, my people all over, Bow down to Satan for all of this earthly splendor. There's nothing to it. It's empty. Just like an earthly name is not honored among all spirit beings, except the name of Jesus, this life of choosing to gather things on the earth are things that will crumble. They are empty things. And he says that my people step into this position where I have called them, just like Jesus Christ was declared the son of God when he was baptized. I anoint them, I send them out. And then they accept the offerings because Satan will always come and offer you the splendor of the earth. And so they take the bait. They take the splendor of the earth. It is so shocking. When I was watching a video um, this week, I was so shocked. Every time this woman will come close to the bench, all these men will rise up and she has to stretch her neck to preach to people. And then when she moves away, those ones will sit down. Another group will rise up. I'm like, oh my God, can you stop these people and tell them that you are just human? Can you humble yourself and be like Jesus? You have sold out to the splendor of the earth. You have bowed down to the enemy. You have bowed down to Satan. And so you have all these big earthly names and you have acquired so much wealth and you have everything of this earth. But are you positioned in God? Do you bear the name that demons will tremble? The sons of Sceva were popular in the society. In verse 15 of Acts 19, it says, but one time, this one time, they were doing it, right? They were doing it this one time. The evil spirit said to them, it, it depends on the evil spirits you're dealing with. <laughs> this evil spirit spoke in the voice because when you're casting out demons, times you hear a woman speak in a man's voice. It is the spirit that has possessed them. So when they were trying to cast out in this person's life, all other times it was working. But this one time an evil spirit said to them, I know Jesus and I know Paul. See, this is where it is important that your name should be known. Because when you come into this union with Jesus Christ, you begin to bear the name and the authority and dominion that comes with that name. 
And the evil spirit said, but who are you? Who are you? I recognize Paul. I know Jesus. See, the demons recognize Jesus. They know Jesus and they shudder. That's why when someone comes preaching, oh, this in the name of Jesus, trust me. Demons know that Jesus Christ is the greatest. So it's not strange to see people preach about Jesus and yet are amassing all the splendor that Satan has given to them. They bow down to Satan to get this splendor. But you see, even though Jesus was the lowest of the lowest, he was still able to pay his bills. He would go to a fish and remove money and pay his taxes. He would turn two fish and three loaves of bread. He would step into the realm of heaven where all provision is located in the spirit and he will rain down a blessing that will be sufficient for people. God wants us to be people who operate in the spirit and find divine provision for every need in the realm of the spirit and bring it to the earth. This is what it's all about. It's about your name being identified in a place of authority before the powers that be. The realm of the earth is controlled by whoever chooses to allow whether the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan rule them. These are the powers that rule. It is not who you are in the physical. So in verse 16, then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them because he was so much stronger than all of them. I'm telling you, People who are demon-possessed have so much strength when they are moving in that power. The seven sons of Sceva. This one man pounced on them because it's not just the man you're seeing in the physical. It's a powerful spirit being. They were busy casting out the little, little demons and feeling like they were there, even though they hadn't come into union with Jesus Christ. And they were just using the name carelessly. They didn't have the authority and the relationship that warrants you to walk in this authority. Just because your father is the leading priest does not qualify you to go before powerful demons and call the name of Jesus. They don't recognize you. They don't recognize you. So because this man was much stronger than all of them, he violently overpowered them. And they ran away from the house naked. He tore them apart and wounded. And all the people in Ephesus, Jews and Greeks, learned about this and were filled with fear and gave great honor and magnified the name of Jesus. You carry a name that is above every other name. And when powers are named, when authorities are seated, they recognize it. They see you. This seemingly lowly person on the earth is highly exalted and all the realms of the kingdom can see it because you bear the name. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far, but you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support and thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts, 
and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.